I'm gonna go get a chair. You have a chair? No, but I need it. Oh, I do have a chair. Fuck, that's awesome. It was like my prayers were answered right away. There. Uh, all right, so what? A, this is episode uh, 10. Yeah. Right? Episode 10. 10. Okay, so Related episode 10. X. Episode X. <laughs> so does that mean the next episode is episode XS? Oh, come on, bro. Or XR. <laughs> XR. <laughs> yeah. The next episode will have a red back or a blue back. Yeah. Um, or, or it'll be X, episode X Jaguar. And then Tiger. <laughs> and then Tiger. And then uh, Puma or whatever. <laughs> um, Snow Leopard. Will be episode Snow Leopard. Yeah. I think that's what we should call this one. Because <laughs> uh, we have like a unicorn here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a guest today. Uh, so anyways, this is episode 10. I'm Manny Fresh. Here with Why the unicorn reference? Here with F Coast because I think pro gamers are like unicorns. Why? Because how many do you know? <laughs> how many do you know? <laughs> so I mean I know I know okay, so if you're you a just came up with that. No, I didn't. I've known this from my whole life. Uh, if you if you play a lot of video games, then you know a lot of pro gamers. But like how many do you know? Like how many do you know that are in your circle of people that you talk to? Um, there aren't too many. No, and, I, don't, uh, I actually don't know any. No, this is my first experience. This is your first experience with one. With okay. Talking to a professional. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So with that, we have a guest today. Uh, Want to introduce Alan? Alan to the show. Um, Alan is uh, not a not a pro anymore, right? So no. you're Retired. casual now. Yeah, casual. Casual scum. Okay, so Alan is casual scum, like like uh, Fco and myself <laughs> retired. Um, and we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk to. Yeah, Alan I never today. retired. Well, you retired from being a pro gamer. Because no, I was we, never a pro gamer. You remember that That's one day I'm that saying. you were the pro gamer? <laughs> no. There was never that one day that you're like, you know what? Today I'm a fucking pro gamer. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So maybe that was just me thinking that. Um, so yeah, the show today is really about talking to Alan um, and getting some feedback from him about what it's like to be. Uh, competing professionally on a very high level. Um, it's something that I'm I'm interested in knowing like what it's like today. Um, I have my own experiences from back in the day. And I think one of the things that anybody listening to the podcast is going to take out of this is being a pro gamer or being a pro anything, there are some common threads to, to doing this, right? It takes a lot of time. Yep. It takes a lot of dedication. And it takes a lot of saying, fuck you, I'm not going to go do that to friends and family. Because unfortunately, the, the, the downside of it, I think, is you end up pushing away like a lot of aspects of your life in order to dedicate yourself to this game. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on what you want to do with your life. Um, I mean, we just got through the Game Awards, right? Our last episode was on the Game Awards. And um, I'm going to let Alan chime in on this because I'm interested in hearing like what you thought about the content creators and... Um, and Ninja in particular. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, one of the things that was on the, on, the, on the deck was, you know, who the best content creators were. And Fcos and I had our different opinions about that. But I think we both landed on either Ninja or Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my vote was for Ninja, your was for Pokemon. For, po for Pokemon, yeah. yeah. But, but all the players that were nominated, or all the users, <coughs> um, the, the content creators, the UCG, uh, the content creators that were nominated, were Fortnite players. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's a common theme today, right? Is Fortnite. So, Alan, what do you think about 
Fortnite right now being the game that, um, well, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, tell yeah. us about your background. I was going to say that. Um, you know, I'll give you, we'll give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and then we'll get into some, some really ridiculous, idiotic questions about, <laughs> about, about Fortnite. Yeah, no worries, man. So my name is Alan Valenzuela. I'm from Guatemala, but oh. I came to the United States when I was four and pretty much grew up here in Miami, lived in Miami my whole life. And I fell in love with gaming, I would say, with Star Fox, man. I played that game oh, over so cool. and over nice. and over again. And then, you know, as you go on through the consoles, N64 was Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's when I got my first taste of, of competitive. competitive. Like, hey, I want to be better than this guy. Yeah. And I'm going to put in the work and, like, study videos and, and players to, like, you know, get there. And eventually, one day, I'll never forget, I was at Publix. And I looked at... <laughs> of all places. I was at Publix and I saw a magazine. I think it was like Game Informer or something. <laughs> and I saw on a cover something MLG, Major League Gaming. Mm. And I was like, oh, what is this? I'm interested in this. Like, Major League Gaming? Is that like the NFL or yeah. like the NBA? Like, what? For video games? I love video games. That's cool. So I really looked into it. And it was a league that was primarily focused on Halo. Mm -hmm. So I had missed all the Halo 1 days. Right. And then I started playing Halo 2. And, you know, I got into it. I wasn't good enough. I never went to a tournament in the beginning. And then one day uh, in 11th grade through, uh, throughout the FCAT, you know, I didn't have to take the FCAT because I had just done it the year before. Right. So we were at the lunchroom and some kid brought his Xbox and we were playing Halo 2. Nice. And I owned everybody. Ooh. I owned everybody <laughs> that day. And, and that kid that actually brought his Xbox, he was like, hey, man, like, do you go to MLG? Do you play professionally? So he was very well educated on mm -hmm. it. And he kind of showed me the ropes. He mm -hmm. he showed me the strategies behind what it takes to be a pro gamer. It's yeah. not just run around with your head cut like a like a chicken. Right. You there you have to. There are positions that you want to hold. Um, there are things that you have to time, like the weapons, the rockets, mm -hmm. the banana, the banana peeler. <laughs> yeah. So you have to time. You want to control those things to get your advantage to win the match. And I was like, wow, he blew my mind. I'm like, okay, wow, like I want to learn. I want to compete. And coincidentally, in that month, they came to Orlando. So I went to my first Halo tournament ever in Orlando. It was like 2007. Like, yeah, it was 2007. And I actually did really good. Nice. I went, they had a free-for-all tournament, and I had no experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and I made it in it that. It was deathmatch? Yeah, it was just free-for-all. Like, it, basically, every round consists of eight people, and the top four advance to the next round. And there was, until the finals, there's about, like, 14 rounds. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of players. And I made it right outside the top 32. It was probably, like, top 64. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I can do this. And I, and I went with a couple friends. They weren't that great, so we didn't make it far with mm -hmm. the whole team aspect of it. Yeah. But then I started researching on local tournaments. Like, on Sunset Mall, have you guys ever seen this? Uh, remember Scorpical? It was uh, like a land center in Sunset Mall. You're talking um, Sunset uh, by University of Miami? Yeah. I used, think I remember There used that. to be like a land center, and they used to host tournaments. Oh. I'm not gonna, I, I used to go and win. And nice. I was like, okay, I'm really good. So slowly but surely, I, met, I connected with a lot of people, and I ended up making a really good team. Just all Miami-based guys, right? It was me, um, Sinox, Exile, and Wingsplitter. And we just completely went from unknown people, like underdogs, to uh, one day there was this big tournament, right? Uh, and it was when the Wii came out. I'll never forget. I really wanted that Wii, but the winners all took a Wii. Mm -hmm. And... At the moment, have you ever seen a TV show called True Life? I'm a professional gamer. Yes, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember T-Squared? There's a guy named T-Squared, but it's, mm -hmm. it's all about Halo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that guy, 
he was big. He came to that tournament, and he came to that tournament with people that were established, that everybody knew. Nobody knew us, but right. people knew them. And we took it to them, bro. We nice. we dominated them. <laughs> we took it to them because we put a lot of hours. We, yeah. we practiced a lot. We knew each other. Like you create a bond. That's another thing that it takes. You you have to really bond with your teammates. Hey, I have your back. You have my back. You know mm-hmm. you you create that bond, and we won, and that put us on the map. <clears throat> and then after that, we started going to tournaments, and we started doing really well. You know, we started getting um, offers from. I want to say it was big offers because it was in the premature stage of, mm-hmm. of what professional gaming is nowadays. Nowadays, people, um, what's that card game uh, that you like? Hearthstone? Yeah. Yeah. That's like a million dollars. Yeah. Colleges uh, are giving scholarships for Hearthstone. Exactly. Yeah. So back then, I feel like I was born too early. It was more of like the premature era where, yeah. oh, you know, first place is like $2,000, $1,000. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I wish it was a million dollars back yeah. then. Um, but yeah, you know, we got our name on the map and I fell in love with gaming and I got as far as uh, to be, I can honestly say I was pro at Halo 2, Halo 3, uh, Halo Reach, and there was another Halo uh, before Halo 5. Oh, Halo 4? So Halo 4, yeah. Yeah, and Halo 4. I, I could honestly tell you I was professional in all those games. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, I just had to retire. Put yeah, joysticks. <laughs> and, you know, that took it a little easy and now I'm on Overwatch. Okay. Question: uh, You, you, your team had a name. Yeah, we were actually uh, crowd control. Crowd. So apparently, there's a story behind that. I think it has to do with uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. So crowd control is what you do when, um, usually, if you're running a, a dungeon or a raid, um, and you are pulling a lot of enemies. Yeah. One of the things that you're gonna do is, you know, you're gonna pull enough enemies to that you, your group can handle mm-hmm. and the ones that you can't you have the hunters and the mages and the warlocks either fearing sleeping sheeping stunning silencing all those things that you do to kind of remove enemies from the equation we call that crowd control okay so <laughs> see i didn't understand the term what one of my other co- uh, teammates actually came up with the name but the reason he came up with it was because we were always very an animated group of individuals. Most people just sit there and they're in the game like this, but we would talk so much trash. <laughs> we would stand up, curse. Is it because we're? Team. Is it because you guys were? All, were you guys all Hispanic? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I well, think that might have a little bit to do with it. Yeah. You know. And, and you know, it, it it was to a point where one of the tournaments where we really shined, and we ended up getting, I believe, seventeenth place out of uh, like almost five hundred teams, mm-hmm. and it was one of our, our big, you know tournaments that were after we beat the t-squared on those guys right um where we really shined and i'll never forget there was this one moment where we were playing a team called storm ventures mm-hmm. and they had been on tv uh, they were very well known established players and there's this one guy named fonzie right and i'll never forget oddball which is the objective is you carry that little skull yeah i love so oddball. i was carrying the little skull and i was the last guy alive and i just turned around did a 360 beat him down and killed him oh. And I just stood up in the middle of everything. I said, "You fucking suck!" <laughs> everybody lost it. It was it was oh one of the best moments in my life because everybody was dead. It was just one on one for like. And he has a weapon, obviously. And you are walking oddball. When you have the ball, you walk. You're walking. You can't run. You're like slow. You know, it's like it's the yeah. Worst. You don't have a gun. You're, you don't have an advantage. You have to drop it. But I didn't yeah. drop it. I just went around the corner and came back and just beat him down. <laughs> It was it was priceless, but man, we ended up uh, doing really good, and you know, so the name Crowd Control stuck because most of the crowd um, from we were all from Miami, 
we went to a lot of lands. Yeah. So lands, what lands are, is, I'm pretty sure you guys know, yeah. get-together. It's like a party for everybody, bring your Xbox, bring your TV, yeah. <laughs> bring some beer, let's order some pizza, and let's play for three days nonstop, right? Yeah. And in the lands, we were always the, the guys to beat, but no one would ever beat us. because we were. Yeah. I mean, they would, you know, have to be a yeah. little humble, they would, yeah. but they wouldn't beat us every game. We talked a little bit about land parties, uh, yeah. you know, a few episodes ago. My my favorite memory of land parties was when Halo One was was like really popping off, and we were, you know, we weren't we weren't pros or any stretch of the imagination, but we were trying to get good. Um, we would put four Xboxes together at my friend's house, and we would have <laughs> this is how many people we had. So four Xboxes, we had sixteen people playing yeah. Halo 1 oh, in a house, man, you know what I'm awesome. saying? Yeah. Uh, a group in each room, you know, and, and a group in the kitchen, a group in the living room, yeah. a group yes, in the... Yes, that's exactly you know, how we did it. Because yeah. that's how you do it. And, you know, the same thing, we would order pizza and whatever. And the names that my friends would pick for their characters yeah. were ridiculous. Like, <laughs> my friend Nick, like, I mean, some of these names are, like, really stupid, but, like, my friend Yo-Yo, his name was AIDS. So when he killed you, it says you were killed you by were killed AIDS. By AIDS. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that did the same, did the same thing. Shit. They yeah. did a whole team, and it's not funny. It's but, not funny. It's but not funny. They were but, like, you were killed by AIDS. But it's fucked HIV. up. Yeah, it's like, it's it's really fucked up. But like they were doing it to be humorous. But it, it, we're not saying that it's funny. We're just saying well, that like it's a thing. It is funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's humor. It's, it's humor. cynical. But well, yeah. I'll give you another perspective. My, I have another friend. Uh, his name was Donkey Dick. So when you when you when you were killed, you were killed by Donkey Dick, and it's like. Uh, it was just insulting in yeah, a way. Yeah, um, but it was a part of the play on when you kill a character, you, you fill in with. I yeah. remember my friend was you were killed by your mom. Or like your something. mom, yeah. <laughs> oh my, your your mom was all over the place yeah. in, in the original Halo days. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever you would do like, um, I remember playing a lot of Battle Creek back in the day. Yeah, yes. Battle yes. Creek where the banana peeler was at the top of the bridge, yeah. right at the top of the that the that, arch, the arch. You know, as soon as the game starts, everybody's racing to the top of the arch. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to the battle rifle and I'm going to just kill everybody that runs up there. Yeah. And it's like, I'm watching your mom one, your mom 006, your mom 005. I'm like, all these guys picked the same name. My favorite was Chancleta. You, yeah. you got beat down by a Chancleta. Yeah. Like, that's so good. Yes, that was, oh my God. That oh, okay. that that's great. good. I do remember doing the LAN parties at my place, but yeah. we used to play Doom 2 or Doom, the first Doom that had multiplayer. Uh, but I do remember Quake and um, this oh, other game, Unreal Tournament. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, Headshot. <laughs> that yeah. was so awesome. Yeah. And we, we used to have, but, but it was PC. Yeah. And back in the day, it was the, those CRT screens. Yeah, the CRT so, models, <laughs> The tubes. Yeah, they were like, like not very big. Uh, yeah. but, you know, they're not game fucking, but they were heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were heavy as fuck. Yeah. And then carrying the the, <laughs> the box, I mean the computer. Yeah. And yeah. and the monitors yeah. and the and the controllers heavy ass and then the thing keyboards. that connects all the controllers to make it a land thing. Forget yeah, it. It was like yeah. a lot at the end of the day, it was so worth it though because it those, was. Are, those were the best times. Well, yeah, there was. It wasn't like a Wi-Fi land party. Yeah. It was like we had a switch yeah. or a router, a router yeah. plug, all the cables, all the cables in, and somebody was in the dining room. Somebody else. And there was always that the one. Kitchen. There was always that one guy that would trip over the. the oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pedro. Yeah, That's Pedro. Classic. Can't Pedro did that. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, what, 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 another question because I don't know if you if you maybe a lot I I missed it but your handle what was your handle Zambler. 
Zambler. So I was primarily known as Zambler. With an X. With an X. X A M B L E R. Okay, cool. Sometimes I throw in the three. You know, instead of an E, a three. Yeah, three. Switch it up. Yeah, Zambler. Somebody took my gamer tag, so I have to. Cool. So, so we're we're here today with Zambler. Really, Alan is some other guy. Zambler is the guy that we want to talk to. Well, Zambler. I'm wondering if we've ever told our real names in the show now. Well, everybody knows my name's Manny. Well, Manny Fresh, yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Okay, anyways. Your real name's Tigre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, talk a little bit, to, uh, Alan slash Zambler. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, in preparing for those tournaments, right? There's there's things that you do, you practice and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it, it's also not just practicing, but it's a mindset. Yeah. Um, and you, you talked a little bit about it. You said your team was really close. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you guys get close? I mean, you guys met playing Halo or you guys were all friends already? Because you told no. me that some of your friends didn't play. And so. We all met playing Halo. Uh, my, my primary team, we all met playing Halo. We didn't know anybody. Um, the first guy I met um, was Sinox. His name was Sinox. Um, I met him at a, I went to a tournament and he was actually really good. He really impressed me. So, you know, I normally didn't ever do this. I, I went up to him and I would ask him, hey, you know, what's your, your gamer tag? I want to add you on Xbox. So I added him on Xbox and, you know, we linked up and we didn't play right away. And yeah. coincidentally in matchmaking, we were like the same or on the same rank. We got matched up and I saw his name and I was like, hey, weren't you the guy I played with today? <laughs> and we partied up and no lie, we were unstoppable. It was just me and him, and we just destroyed everybody that night. So we're like, hey, let's play together from now on. So then we went to a 2v2 tournament, right? Me and him. So it was me and Sinox. And in the finals in the 2v2 tournament for Halo, we played um, two guys um, called Pyro and Exile. Um, they're brothers. They're one of my really close friends now. They're you know they're amazing people. Um, so we played them in the 2v2, and they really took it to us. They beat us. They yeah. beat us. And it was a really close game, but... They were doing things that I had never seen before. They were doing strategies and like, you know, one guy would run away, the other guy would pop out and we would never do things like that. We would just run together and double team everybody. But these guys were like baiting us. They were baiting us into situations. Yeah. And that's when I realized, mm-hmm. wow, like there's way more. It caught play. your attention. So yeah, it caught my attention. <laughs> so we started playing with them and, you know, Pyro was more of a recreational um, yeah. and Exile was more of the competitive gamer. So it was just me, Pyro, Exile, and Sinox, and we ended up linking with a guy that was really, really good friends of all of ours. We met him playing as well. Um, we saw him, you know, he was a guy that would consistently show up to tournaments, and every tournament he would do better and better and better. And his name was Wig, uh, was Wig Splitter. And he really complimented our team really well because he was more of the guy that would just stand, butt, stand back and cover us. You know, he put shots on yeah. everything, and we were more of the aggressive guys, and they just... We just meshed well together and we started playing together ever since and you know it was really fun but a lot of a lot of the things we did uh we wouldn't only just play we would go out and eat um sometimes we would you would go out and run mm-hmm. you know not everybody wanted to do it out me being one of those guys like i didn't want to wake up and go for runs yeah <laughs> um, but we would do other things besides play halo you know just because it, it helps uh, with the teamwork and and bonding and all that um, but for the most part, it was just mostly going over strategies and learning from your mistakes. There, there were a lot of games that we lost 
and we would get mad at each other. Like people, we would straight up blame each other. Like, why'd you do this? Why'd oh, you do really? that? <laughs> but it's not, it wasn't really more, it wasn't really to like hate on the person. It was more like next time, don't do that. Now, yeah. you know, you can't do this. Like everybody let's learn from this guy's mistake. And instead of taking a personal, which most people would probably take like, oh, these guys think I'm not good. Or these guys think I suck. You really want to grow from those experiences exactly. and point out those mistakes because it's going to make you a better player. Yeah, that's smart. So we were really harsh on each other and that's, you know, that helped a lot. Um, and we gamed a lot, man. We would, our usual routine, so let's say a uh, tournament was three months away. Eight weeks prior to the tournament, we would, and I was in high school, so I don't really like have to work or anything. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have to not have a job. Like, we <laughs> yeah, said earlier, different times. dedication mm -hmm. and a lot of time. And we, we didn't need to sacrifice a lot of things, you know. Um, I didn't have a girlfriend, but two guys had girlfriends, and they had to really, like, hey, for the next two months, I have to focus on this. And, yeah. You know, obviously, they still spend their time with their girlfriends, but not as much as they normally would. Um, but our day consisted of we would wake up around 11 in the morning um you know go for a run eat some food it, it's a weird hour so it's not really breakfast it's not lunch it's yeah really lunch a, i guess it's a brunch and then we would a guy brunch exactly <laughs> so we would play from about one in the afternoon to about eight o'clock at night That's, that was oh, a good seven hour session yeah. and then we would take about a three to four hour break and then play again from midnight to about five in the morning oh wow. and the reason we would do that is because at that time, um, a lot of the players that were really good were West Coast or, you know, Central Time. So they get on like 11 o'clock yeah. at night, midnight. But for us, East Coast, that's 3 in the morning. So we would wait for those guys for to them. get on and scrim. Scrim against people that were really known. Um, we would scrim against um, a final boss, like Ogre 2, um, 5K, Hokum, Lunchbox, all these guys. And, you know, whoever listens to this podcast would be like, Man, I remember those guys. <laughs> um, straight ripping. We would scrim against a lot of teams, and it made us stronger. You know, it, it really made us stronger. We we were we were playing against a high level of players. Yeah. Where our matches, we didn't get destroyed, so they would want to play against us. We actually challenged them. I'm not gonna say we beat them every time because if not, I would be professional. Like, yeah, I'd be right now ninja. I'd be a ninja. <laughs> kid, you know. Um, but we kept it close and. And we kept it interesting, so obviously the time was paying off. You know, putting in all those yeah. hours and all that work was really paying off. We we just weren't some random guys. Um, but for the most part, that's what our, our sessions consisted of. And a lot of game planning, a lot of... We would print out pictures of the maps, but bird's eye view of the maps. Yeah. And we would pretty much come up with our own strategies. Like, everyone oh, has wow. a generic strategy, <laughs> but we would have, like, flashcards. Or like little pictures of the maps and pretty much say, okay, when I'm here on the bridge or like a midship, I don't, I don't know if you ever played at Halo. But no, not really. Um, you would want to control like P1, P2, P3. Those are call outs. Those are like, t it's a tower, like pink tower one, pink tower two, yeah. pink tower three. You'd want to control those things and then we'd go over scenarios like, okay, if I'm here, you need to be here and then they're going to spawn here. That's another aspect of the game uh -huh. is controlling the spawn. You want to hold down areas. So then the teammates, the the opponents spawn where you want them to spawn. You yeah, can predict exactly. where they're going to be and then you just, you're ready for them. You come right away. Mm -hmm. And But some teams are really, really, really amazing at stopping that. You know, they'll send three guys this way, but one guy the other way. And these three guys will distract you and that one guy will sneak up 
around behind you and just completely break yourself. But do, in, in Halo, do you select where you want to spawn or is it no, an automatic spawn? It's, it's random. Yeah, it's random. It's random. It's just, so it's all based on, you don't, it don't, the system doesn't spawn you near the enemy. Mm -hmm. So if you're controlling certain spots, it'll spawn you in a certain area always, continuously. So, it, you know, it, it, you, it's kind of really hard to overcome. Yeah, mechanics. exactly. And as the game itself evolved, I have that completely changed. Because now you play Halo 5, and they spawn right behind you. And you're standing there, and they'll literally spawn right behind you. So now <laughs> the game's completely different, which is why I don't play. <laughs> I, yeah. I like Overwatch way better. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what it took. So, question. Um, is any of your buddies uh, went to... Continue being a pro, or uh, I wouldn't say he's my buddy, but somebody <clears throat> that I know is Ninja. Mm -hmm. I played a lot with Ninja. Oh, and really? Yeah, I played a lot with Ninja back in the day. Like you know, he played Halo people, a lot. A lot of people played with yeah. him back in the day, and he probably honestly doesn't remember me, but I did mm -hmm. play against him a lot. My mm -hmm. team practiced scrimmed against him a lot, and he's really good at free for alls. Mm -hmm. So we would, I would always play free for alls with him, and. Look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him well, now. I mean, he decided that he was going to create the, you know, a platform and an entertainment, you know. Uh, so what's his story? He 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 actually was a pro player and he was doing, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. this whole time he, he was playing good. MLG tournaments from a long time, getting ago. top eight, top four, even winning tournaments. And then he just decided to be a content creator instead. Mm -hmm. I mean, he his success kind of preceded him. Like he had a name. You know, and so people, if you knew Ninja was coming to the tournament, I guess you would say, okay, well, you know, we got, like, for example, the write-ups for the tournaments, yeah. like MLG, whatever, MLG Dallas will have a write-up for the tournament with all the teams and all the names and all the players and all the teams, right? And then they'll say, and, you know, our favorite is Ninja because he won, you know, the last tournament or whatever. So he kind of started getting a following from that, from his name being kind of dropped all over the place. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't play competitively, you knew who he was yeah. because you knew that he was a good Halo player. And, okay. he, and I think he also played... Um, uh, um, oh, that, uh, there's another first-person shooter that I'm remembering now. Oh, it's um, it, it, H1Z1? H1Z1, right? H1Z1, yeah. He yeah. played a lot of H1Z1, and then there was another one after that. Or was it Fortnite? <laughs> it might have been Fortnite. No, it was PUBG. 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 Yeah. PUBG. So H1Z. He went Halo, H1Z1. PUBG. PUBG. And then Fortnite. Fortnite. And, but he spent a hot minute on PUBG. I mean, yeah. I, he like basically, as soon as Fortnite came on, he, yeah. he started playing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So question about your friends. So you mentioned um, Wig Splitter. Uh, uh, did I hear Eleven? There is a guy named Eleven, actually. Okay. I didn't mention him, but it's funny you bring him up. He was actually like a Halo 1 legend. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I mean, so those are my days. Yeah. Right? I'm a Halo, Halo 1 guy. legend. Like, legend. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he is a legend, or is there a Halo 1 legend called, uh, I mean, is there a game called Legend? No, no, no. no, no he's, he's, <laughs> he's a legend. He is a legend. Oh, yeah. Halo oh, 1. Yeah. Like, back in the day, when yeah. I thought I was good with a sniper rifle and, uh, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the pistol, this guy made everybody no, look like... This guy three-shot you every time. It's yeah. It's frustrating. <laughs> don't don't time, play. Don't time, three-shot. I mean, it was it was insanely good. The first time, and, and I'll be honest with you, you know, playing online, um, the uh, the first time I ever got, like, zap and then battle rifled, like, really quickly was playing, you know, online. I had never seen that before. The, oh, the BXR. You're talking about yeah, the BXR, yeah. that, that glitch where, like, you get beat down and then you press XR and you it is it, it skips the animation... Cause you know how you beat down and then right. it animates back. It'll skip right. the animation and instantly go like that. I had never oh, seen that before. Yes. And you were wondering what the hell just happened. What just happened to me? <laughs> so I had to go online. Like my friends and I were all playing and we're like, they, we were playing against another you know group of, of, of mongoloids and they come and they're, they're doing all these. And we're like, we're getting hacked. Like, 
there's a hack happening, right? Like, yeah. this is bullshit. You know, we're talking shit on the mic. You guys fucking hackers. And they're like, no, you know, whatever, get good. And it was because they were, it wasn't a hack, it was a glitch. Yeah, they were um, exploiting They were exploiting a glitch. A, a glitch. Mm -hmm. And yes. there were other glitches like that too. Like, there was yeah, also the, a ton. You can actually go online. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting off game off topic. a little bit. Not off topic, but... Uh, but you can go uh, online. I've seen some uh, speedruns of games like Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Yes. They're using the glitches in the game to go faster yeah. or do some stuff. So it's, it, I mean, it's not a hack. It's just, yes, it's just yeah. part of the game. Yeah. It's creative yeah. use of game mechanics. It's creative. Yeah. That's what it says. That's an interesting way. Um, so did you play with Eleven? Yes, but not Halo 1. Oh, not Halo 1. I, I was able, fortunate enough to play like Halo 3 with him. Cool. He, he didn't like Halo 2. Um, I actually teamed with him for a tournament in the Halo Three and Halo Four. Nice. Um, and he was just as good, but we, you know, just as different games. It was a different game, different, different time. Game. Yeah. They had jetpacks, and yeah, you go from Halo One to jetpacks, you're just kind of wondering. It's like, weird. Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but t but tell me more about your other teammates. Uh, my other teammate was Cymox. I love the guy. He's Cymox. His girlfriend's pregnant. He's about to have. There you go. <laughs> about to play another game <laughs> called Life and Exile. <laughs> Exile was the, the guy Sims, though. No, <laughs> not a Sims though. And Exile was the guy that I was telling you guys that he's really, really good at Fortnite. Maybe mm -hmm. you know, maybe he'll come to a future I, podcast. Yeah, I would love to have Exile. And you mentioned one more, Bro Broly. Broly. Yes. Broly. Yeah. Broly is is he's one of. Is that your dog? Is that your boy? Yes, he, he's okay. actually um, Chris's roommate. Oh, cool! And okay. I've known that guy since two thousand six, and he was another he was another guy that I would see consistently at tournaments. And every tournament, he's just doing better and better. Nice. You know, people like that stand out because yeah. there are people that just never get better. They just yeah. you know lose in the first or second round. But this guy was constantly getting better and better. And his biggest thing that he has on me is that he actually beat me at an MLG. No. Yes. He, uh, he was on a separate team. Yeah, he was on a separate team. So I usually would always beat him in all the local tournaments in Miami. Like uh -huh. you know, every tournament in Orlando, Broward, uh -huh. Miami, I would always own him and talk shit. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and talk and shit. And MLG. Chris or Both. Both. <laughs> and then finally in an MLG, you know, he, he took it to me, man. What can I say? It was a close game. We lost like 50 to 48 nice. game three, but he took but it But it's smart because I've, so far what I've heard, what I've been hearing is that whoever beats you, you get an interest in making it part of your team. Oh yeah, yeah sure. So it's sure. like if he beats you, it's yeah. like, oh, this guy's good. It's the Steve Jobs mentality. <laughs> yeah, you 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 hire people that are smarter than you yeah, because exactly. that way you don't tell them what to do. Exactly. You know that you learn from them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that uh, any player is smarter or better. Yeah. You know, every 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 dog has his day. Is what is it's the quote, right? It's so I mean, yeah. you can have uh, somebody that might be you know maybe an average player but just happened to be on a tear, you know, yeah. that day and just went on a wild ride and um, had a good day. But again, it's about being consistent and that's the hard part. And that yeah. comes with training and with practice and all those things. One other question for you. Um, what was your team name again? Crowd Control. Crowd Control. Can you tell, who are the Florida Jackalopes? That's another team. Okay, so the Florida Jackalopes. I did a little research. Yeah, did you? So the Florida Jackalopes <laughs> were... Originally a Halo oh. One team with Eleven and Mando. Okay, so that's where Eleven. That's where I heard Eleven. That's where Eleven okay. comes from. from gotcha. Florida Jackalopes. So when we teamed with Eleven for Halo Three, um, he, you know, they brought back Florida Jackalopes and mm -hmm. said story. I used oh. to be part of the Florida Jackalopes. Oh man! But I didn't mean to bring up a source. Source. Story. This is listen. This is another part of, of gaming. It's it, it's like you said. Every dog has its day, right? Right. And if it's not your month, 
your teammates really lose faith in you. Okay. And there was a time in Halo 3 where I, I wasn't, I would say, as good or as mm -hmm. dedicated as many other people that were around us. Yeah. And I actually ended up getting dropped uh, from yeah. Florida Jackalopes. Okay. And on the team was HS Light King, which mm -hmm. is another guy, that's another guy that's a legend. He's mm -hmm. a Halo 2 legend, consistently made top eight every time. Mm -hmm. He went to national championships and he's actually another close friend of him. I mean, if, if you know, he could come yeah. to the podcast as well. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking is we're going to have, um, we're going to have to have a live like podcast, like a live stream podcast where we can all like link up and do some mindless Diablo grinding or yeah. do some, uh, you know, maybe even play some Overwatch as a team, you oh, know, like a five, it. like a five I'm man. Down, man. It would be so much fun. I'm super down. You know, what's funny though. Like here, here's something that I know to be extremely true. And, uh, our, our uh, ex coworker, colleague of ours, JM, knows this better than anybody else because um, he tells me about his roommate all the time. If you know somebody that's playing competitively, they're on a different level than you right now. Yeah. And it's all about getting better for them. So I wouldn't invite that type of person to play with us because we're gonna make them worse. Like, they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna pick up our bad habits, you yeah. know, they're gonna, it's not, um, It's it would be fun for them. And if they would be open to doing that, I think that would be cool. But like, I know how serious they are, um, especially if you're trying to like get your ranking up or get your rating up to, to play professionally. Um, you want to play with the best players, yeah. you know? And not only that, you want to play with the best players, but you also have like this. And it seems like if you if you hear them playing, you think that they're pissed. You think that they're yelling at each other. You, but that's not even really the case. They're just so into it that mm -hmm. they're like, you know, why the fuck didn't you heal me when you're supposed to heal me? You know, yeah. why the fuck were you out of position? Oh, yes. You know, I was over here waiting for you and you never showed up. Like, so it's it's more about, that's how you build a team. Now, you can apply that to anything. Um, listen to soccer players talk to each other. Listen to baseball players talk to each they other. Listen each to, other, yeah. they, they, sometimes in order to like wake your, your friend up out of a trance, you gotta like, yo, hey, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And it happens to all of us, and especially with video games, when you can you can literally be in the zone in a good way or a bad way, battle, you know? Yeah. In poker, they call it being on tilt. On tilt, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you're if you're on tilt, like, you should probably take a deep breath. And chill back. And chill a little bit, yeah. you know? Maybe not play every every hand, yeah. you know, or, or, or maybe step away from the table in, for a little bit. In video games, I call it tunnel vision. Once you get tunnel vision, like if you're in a match and this one person keeps pissing you off and you, you'll make the dumbest decisions just to kill that one just guy. Just to kill or that just one Just to beat guy. that one guy or whatever yeah. it is. And it's, the, it, yeah, it'll satisfy you in the moment, but it's yeah. not good for the team. Right. You know, and I call that tunnel vision, man. And That's like when you see somebody use an ultimate to just kill one guy. One guy. Right? It's like, oh, you could have done that so much more efficient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there was no team synergy. I literally used my ultimate just to crush Nova. Because Nova's been pissing me off the whole game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's not efficient. And then the rest of the team's going to be like, dude, you know, you, you just kind of like screwed our chances of actually winning um, because you, you were being selfish. It's kind of like being selfish a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's a, and these team games are, you know, by definition, team games where it's not about the individual effort of one person. It's about a cohesive effort. Yeah. So um, I, I think that it's interesting to me to always talk to anybody that plays competitively because that's the the common thread i think is that you will find the best teams are the ones that can work the best together regardless of their skill level yeah um let me pivot off that for a second though so you play overwatch too right mm -hmm. so you started playing overwatch on console and you switched to pc yeah okay so tell me the difference huge huge um <laughs> like you were saying earlier before i could barely turn around mm -hmm. with mouse and keyboard it's instant you just 
Flick of the wrist, boom, yeah. you already do like a 360. You know? What do you have your sensitivity at? Um, I mean, do you change it for each character, which you probably should, right? I think you should, but I try not to because that's too, too many changes. Like, I can't remember all those changes, so I yeah. mostly keep it generic. Um, I keep it, I believe, in Overwatch's 8 sensitivity, but the DPI, I think it's what it's called. Yeah, the DPI. I keep it at uh, 800. Okay. So, like, 8 and 8 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that really so you can me. set up your DPI on the mouse? Yeah, so I have like a Corsair Scimitar. So my Corsair Scimitar profile, my DPI is at 600. That's just a DPI that I like. And so my DPI is at 600, but my Widow sensitivity is like 12. But my like Pharaoh sensitivity is 8. No, tw like on the meter, there's like 50. Uh, I think 16 or something like that. I, I don't even know. No, wait, but I've seen it as high as You have your sensitivity, right? That's in-game. Yes. In-game sensitivity. So you set up your DPI on your, on your mouse? Yeah, outside of the game. Mm -hmm. With the mouse app? With the mouse app, yeah. With the Corsair utility oh. engine. Because my mouse has, I don't know how much, like 10K DPI. What kind of mouse do you have? It's in like Alienware? Yeah, you can Pro? set up your DPI with yeah. the Alienware app. Oh, yeah. Shoot. So what a lot of pros do in Overwatch, I think they do max DPI. Yeah. But then they do really low sensitivity, like three or four. Yeah. But they oh, do like max cool. DPI. Yeah. So they, they, I don't know, like, I guess it works out for them. But it's the same thing. I guess it's just math. Like, it's the same thing if you do the lowest DPI, but then you do eight sensitivity. Yeah. It, it just depends on what you're more comfortable with. So. so I have a pet peeve, which is, and I did this before because I read about how the pros do it. I'm like, I'm fucking pro. I'm going to do this shit. So I went out there and I, and I set my mouse uh, DPI to like 1200 or some crazy shit yeah. like that, right? And then what happened is like, I can't do anything with my fucking computer because as soon as I turn it on, my mouse is like flying across right everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. I decided to do the opposite, which was lower my DPI a little bit. Cause it was, it's like default at, at eight, at, at, I think it's at 800. I think the default DPI is either 400 or something or 800. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I set it to 600 and then my in-game sensitivity is what I, is what I pull up. Um, so that, that just seems to work for me, but everybody's got a different formula. Um, and so tell me, um, uh, Alan, what, what is, um, your, your main, what is, who's your Overwatch main? Oh man. So I did for the first about six to eight seasons, I just did straight fair, man. Nice. So how many hours did you say you had on fair? Probably like 500. Nice. I have a couple, I have a couple gamer tags Damn. and they're all. They all have like 300 hours, 300 hours on Farrah. So I, I've played a lot of our hours with Farrah because she's cool. so fun. She flies. Dude, she, she flies. She's yeah. so fun. She flies and, uh, she and shoots rockets, rockets right? Yeah. yeah so. awesome. She flies and shoots rockets. And then, well, you don't have to. Can you give us some tips? Because I'm, I'm going to be a nerd right now because I want to go home tonight. And like, there's a few things about <laughs> Farrah that I know. Yeah, I'm going to play some Overwatch tonight. Let me know. Okay, I'll let you know. Um, So we can be bad together. Um, There's a couple of things about Farrah that I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, after playing her, I think I have maybe a hundred hours on Farah, which to me is a lot, you know, because I don't play Overwatch that much. But um, she's my favorite character by far. Yeah. And uh, I I always strive to kind of pop up behind my enemy group to use her ultimate. But what I found is that everybody's already kind of waiting for it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. especially if they know that I'm using it. So is there like a combo? Obviously, there's the Mercy Farah combo that you yeah. know she helps you out a lot. But is there another way? To make her ultimate like more useful. Yeah, the, the biggest downfall of her ultimate is she's standing still she's in the air. Right. She stays still in the air and everybody just looks up and pours her shots in her and that's it. Yeah. 
So what you kind of want to do, um, it's it depends on your team composition. Uh, if there's a Zarya, mm -hmm. you want to coordinate with the Zarya. You you know she sucks them all to her ultimate. I'm going for the Thorstein. <laughs> exactly. So you hide like in a spot uh -huh. where you hide. You're not even like revealing yourself. You wait for her to do that, and then you pop out and do mm -hmm. your ultimate. Uh, but one of the most efficient ways to do it, in my opinion, is the concussion blast. Oh. You look at your feet. So you're on the ground, right? Yeah. You look at you look at your feet. You shoot the concussion. It pushes blast. you into the air. It'll right? push you like diagonally, like forward and up, uh -huh. and then you jetpack at the same time. So it just creates a motion that makes it hard for people. Like they think you're coming at them, mm -hmm. but then when you boost, you kind of just go like that. Mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. shooting at you, and then by the time they go like that, it's it's over. Like you already yowza. You already let let them up. But you can also do it in the air. So if you're gliding in the air and there's a, like a wall next to you, you can shoot it on the wall, and mm -hmm. it'll push you in towards their direction, and then you just shoot it so i would say that's the biggest tip i can give into using your ultimate it really helps out people don't see it coming yeah i've never i've never tried that and it sounds like some like next level fucking shit yeah um one other thing i think uh and i was just me being selfish and wanting to know more about pharaoh i love getting into fights with other pharaohs like that's oh, my that's shit the best. whenever i see another pharaoh yeah. on the map i'm like okay that bitch is mine and i start flying around oh, and man, it's, it's so hard it's so hard because you're 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 this is what i call it it's it's and i'm old school you know i've been here a long time i yeah. call it the dan marino effect the i'm dan watching effect. mark clayton and mark duper like which is the other pharaoh go in these directions so i'm trying to choreograph where she's going to be so that i can launch my rockets in that direction yeah right and it's hard so you have to figure out what the best distance is for you to actually be able to to hit the other pharaoh yeah um and also like hitting her hitting like you know the the, the rockets if they're if she's close to a wall or if anybody's close to the a wall, splash damage the, yeah. there's splash damage so you know i just watch for that but is there anything you could you could you would you would advise for, for that kind of try and predict mirror mirror match Make try and predict where like her movement is because most most people just move a certain way like they yeah. just go like left and right yeah you gotta study how yeah, the yeah so right. you, you have to kind of like feel out the battle and just aim where you think she's gonna be yeah and usually that works out for yeah. me you know just aim where you think she's gonna be and for mm -hmm. the most part it's like it's luck and skill i don't really explain bit. it it's a like luck bit. and skill because yeah. you're just <laughs> shooting yeah. away but eventually she'll float right into the shots. But I try and go for what you were talking about. If she's next to a wall mm -hmm. or something, usually they'll make that mistake and I'll just shoot the wall and it just makes it easier. Yeah. But I also like to go for the mercy, man. You want to go yeah. for the mercy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the mercy is a little easier to take out, yeah. uh, but it, it you get to keep your mercy. That's so true. You keep your mercy, you take out their mercy, you're going to win that battle every time. There's times I've solo. Makes sense. Pharaohs. Like, like you said, I've yeah. been that guy where I get so frustrated and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna solo this pharaoh because because I'm done with her. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I just need a white bra right now. There's so. nothing more satisfying, <laughs> I don't think, than than like destroying a pharaoh from like literally the other side of the map with a couple of rockets. Like yeah. that that has got to be one of the most satisfying things because you know with widow it's it's okay because pharaoh is very vulnerable to widow. Yeah, you know, so it's not that satisfying. But to be able to shoot a few rockets and then then watch her go. Boom, and then you get hit by one, and then you've already shot one in the other direction, and she yeah. starts floating that way. I mean, that is that to me is one of the best. Let me tell you, man, the, the Pharaoh Widow, oh man, she makes your life so hard. She does. But you you basically you can't fly. Like you right. can't really be in the air. You can, but you have to use the map. And that's another thing. Like just use the map to your advantage. Right. Um and pretty much use the map to your advantage to get close to her. Yeah. And then use your concussion blast to sneak up on them. Because mm. that that really it's all about the concussion blast. You want to shoot it at the ground 
to give you like this weird motion where like your character just goes like that mm -hmm. and you jetpack and then they go up. Oh. So it just really confuses the player. Like they're yeah. trying to track so you and then you go up. The concussion blast. Yeah. You you shoot it on the ground and that will propulse you or something. So basically, its its initial purpose is to push enemies away. Yeah. So you shoot it at them and it's like it doesn't damage them. It just pushes them like Lucio's boop. You know, little yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. Lucio does uh -huh. the exact same thing, but you can do it on the floor and it pushes yourself. Yourself. So you can push yourself off objects. And then you use the jetpack and you make this diagonal. Exactly. Kind of so you go up. So you go forward and, and it up. It confuses game. People players. just they, yeah. they, they don't know what Makes to do. Makes sense. And then I'm gonna try that shit. Also, <laughs> when, also when you go up, don't even float up there. Don't yeah. even jetpack. So you do that against soldiers. When uh -huh. you go against soldiers in McCree's, that's like yeah. your biggest weakness right now, right? That's why I don't really play Farrah as much now. But when you, so you want to do the concussion blast, go up, but don't jetpack, and then you start falling down. Mm -hmm. So their initial instinct is going to be to look up, but by the time they look up, you're already you're, you're, down. You're already, <laughs> you're already falling down. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's a mindfuck. It's well, <laughs> that's going to be hard for me because like again, I've been. You know, old habits die hard. Yeah. And my 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 wanting to jetpack as soon as I get in the air is high, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna have to teach myself to not do that. That's a bad habit, I guess. Yeah, it's a muscle memory. Yeah, a, a lot of people out. give me a hard time because I usually I stick to the ground. People are like, "No, yeah. oh, why are you on the ground? Like, fair supposed to be in the air." But I I don't know. I just like being really low to the ground. Yeah. Like, it it really fakes people out. They forget that she can fly for some yeah. reason, and yeah. then mm -hmm. I'll just use that to my advantage. But that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's an unorthodox way of playing, and I guess player, that's, yeah. that's the way that that pros play. You know, they're not going to prescribe. Well, you have to, to be creative. Yeah, because you cannot be predictable exactly in the game. So it's part of of the competitiveness. Uh, now, do you play with your buddies that you used to play pro? Oh, for um, Overwatch? Overwatch, they tried, but then Fortnite came out. So, mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so everybody dropped ship from every game. From Fortnite. Destiny, Overwatch to Fortnite, you know, yeah. and now they're slowly coming back because I guess they're getting bored. But uh, I mostly just play Fortnite by myself. That's what I told you. What? I said Fortnite's gonna not gonna be here a year from now. There's you gonna be something so? else. There's, I, I, there's I'm, gonna be something else. Yeah, sure. I'm the way that PUBG came and went so fast. Well, it, I feel like of Fortnite. Fortnite. Right, but I feel like Fortnite's gonna suffer from the same. Well, every effect. game suffers from that. Like Halo, also suffer from that, but. If my thing with but Halo had with, a ten year run, yeah, they 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 have such a good model in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I might be completely wrong, yeah. but it's not about the game. It's about the model that yeah. that they've implemented. I mean, it's a free game, um, and then they constantly, constantly, they never stop putting content in there. Like you, you can tell other games are learning from that. Yeah, like I, I feel like now you know. Um, um, Destiny, it's putting out more content than before, because yeah. uh, I mean they wanna they wanna capitalize on on that model. Everybody now wants to capitalize on that. I mean I might be completely wrong, but if they continue, like they just launch a new map mm -hmm. that's with snow and everything, yeah. and it's it's just if they continue doing that, I mean it's. I mean, they're giving the players. The they're giving the players what they want. The players want new maps. The players want yeah. new uh, things. What the players don't necessarily want is um, the same old stuff over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. And so, now they're opening the platform to to creators. So right. you can. I don't know if you saw in the right. game awards. They have this new program. I don't know what it is. I don't remember what what's it called. 
but they have this new program or app or whatever that you can actually kind of create things for Fortnite. So they want to have this kind of open source. It's not open source, uh, but this open thing that, you know, they create the game with the community. No. So, I mean, for me, it's all about the content. It's like the cliche content yeah. is king. Yeah. And if they, it's like Diablo. I mean, Diablo is a 2011, 2012 game, yeah. Diablo 3. And it's still alive because yeah. they keep up creating content and at a fast pace. I mean, there's a season coming out every, I don't know, every two, three months. Yeah, I mean, um, see, and seasons in games are weird nowadays. It's literally just whatever the developer decides the season the is season going is, to be. Yeah. You know, and they base it off of how quickly I think they can develop new content yeah. and also... Um, what is a fair amount of time to give enough players to gather enough points or wins or whatever it yeah. is? Like, because then you have like the top players, like the top 1% of all the players mm -hmm. that blow through the game. And, you know, at some point they get so far ahead of everybody else that everything has to get reset. Yeah. Um, it happens on Diablo. There's a leaderboard, right? And after three months, they have to reset it because there's people, these people are way yeah. too far ahead. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I mean, but I don't know. There's, there's also a thing is that when you get uh, games like Fortnite that are so successful and so huge, mm -hmm. when they fall to the second place, yeah. for some reason everybody is like, if it's if it's not number one, then it's already forgotten. It's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's not like that. I mean, I don't expect Fortnite to be at, at the top forever, but disappearing, literally saying, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. It's gonna stay forever. I think, I think a lot of the su success has to do where it's free for all. You it's the business teammates. model. It's the model yeah. that they implemented. I think that's part of the success. And people are really taken away with, I mean, it's kind of wacky. I, I'm not a big Fortnite fan, but I think it's insane how you can run around and build a wall, build ramps, and then you get yeah. into this structure battle of who can build the biggest thing, the fastest, or fake each other out. Yeah. Like, Because I, I know you can do like little doors and stuff yeah. to go through the, the, yeah, the walls. Yeah. And mm -hmm. That's insane. Like That blew my mind when I saw that, and, and it really sets people apart. And it's how, how friendly it is. Also. And accessible. It's very accessible. I, mean, I know very kids playing yeah. Fortnite. Even yeah. with the dance moves. Yeah, exactly. Dance moves and everything. Yeah. Like, that is really appealing. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they managed to make Fortnite pop culture. It's a meme. Yeah. Fortnite is a meme. It's a meme. It's, it's just pop a culture. It's, it's, it's not like PUBG or anything. It's just PUBG is very much, it's very niche. Yeah. They, stay, they kept being very niche. Fortnite. On the other hand, they managed to create something. Maybe it's because of how it looks and the mechanics are more friendly. I don't yeah. know. Does Fortnite um, have seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, of course. It does. I, I don't really play it just because it drives... I, I don't have that much patience. So, like, <laughs> so I, hate, I hate the fact that you have to land and build up the wood and yeah. look for guns. No, man. Just throw me in there with a weapon already and, le and let's get to the objective. Yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's, that's why, why you love Overwatch, Overwatch and Halo. Because it's very fast well, paced. I mean, Halo, you, you do have to find the guns. But um, but in, in Overwatch, it's just these are your abilities, these are your skills. You have go everything you need to Here's survive. the goal, go Here's for it. Here's the goal, go yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's that constant, thing. like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice himself for the greater cause in the video games. I would do that in Halo. Yeah. You know, like... I just I bait myself to get them to do something yes. for our teammates to just clean up everybody. Well, that's awesome. You can't do that in Fortnite. No, in Fortnite, can't. you have to stay alive. Yeah, you have to stay alive, and yeah, and it's really, about yeah, it's about surviving, like last man yeah. standing. And then you have to wait or for your teammates. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like oh man.
Well, talking about finding guns in game and finding stuff in game, let's talk a little bit about play to win. Okay. Because this is a sore subject for a lot of people and loot boxes <laughs> and shit like that. So um, there are a lot of games out there where you don't need to pay anything to, to, to win. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of games, people have started to make them where you can you can get a lot of the stuff that you need to win um, <coughs> through just excess, excessive playing. EA! Right? But no, but I mean, I play, again, I play a lot of Hearthstone. Activision! Activision. I play a lot of Hearthstone, which is owned by Activision Blizzard. And, you know, they have, Act Activision Blizzard knows very well the psychology of their consumer. Well, I mean. And it is psychology in its, think, in its yeah. most finite form, it's psychology. Um, Do you have phone? Don't you have phones? <laughs> Okay, so they know the psychology of their consumers, and but they, they, did they, that. But they don't know the, their, mo their ultimate motivation. We're talking about Diablo Immortal, um, which was a complete disaster. Uh, it hasn't even come out yet, and it's already a disaster. Um, but like, I play Hearthstone, for example. Hearthstone has monthly, monthly like seasons, basically. Um, now, if you're just getting into Hearthstone now, you start at level 50, and between 50 and 25, you earn a ton of packs. You can earn, like, I, I've basically calculated it, between the goal that you earn from 50 to 25 and all the packs and cards that they give you, I mean, you can create a really good deck that can take you to legend if you really wanted to without spending a dime. Yeah. Mind you, you have to be dedicated to the game and play it. Mm -hmm. um, but there aren't a lot of games out there like that anymore. Like if you if you want to win, like you were just telling me in um, in it's not, Odyssey, in, in Odyssey, crazy. right? So tell me it's, what happened with Odyssey. It's crazy because it's a great game. Mechanics are awesome. Um, the innovation that it, they brought to the franchise, not as a, as a game, because it's, it's just an RPG. It's the first time they went full-on RPG in, in, in the franchise. It's very good. The characters are, li are likable, especially Cassandra. I mean, if you're playing... I think I, I already said this before yeah. in another episode. You said play the girl. Pr play the girl. <laughs> that's way better. I always like girl characters in yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I but love Farrah. Play the girl. It's, it's, a way, it's the same story, but it's a better character, better acting and better everything. But thing is with the game, it's frustrating to me at least. It's very tedious because you the progression in the game in the story, it's it 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 stales a lot. You have a constant wall because um, you you're not at the level to continue. So the game forces you to do a lot of side quests and side shit in the yeah. in the map. Mm -hmm. In order to level up to continue the story, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't, I remember the last time, one of the last time I played, and this is weird because I, I usually don't play for this amount of time mm -hmm. continuously. Like I play like for a couple of hours and I'm done. Mm -hmm. But this day, this week, a couple of weekends ago, I played like for seven hours straight, and I only went like two level ups, like two, oh, like two or three level ups, yeah. and. Constantly doing side quests, side quests for for me to continue the story, and it it really feels that they're forcing you to buy the boost mm -hmm. in the game for you to continue the story. Mm -hmm. It it's, it really sad. feels like it's designed for you. Hey, yeah, you're going slow, but we have this. You can buy it for real yeah. money, yeah. and you can continue and be yeah. faster and and, yeah. and, and finish it yeah. so it it really sucks i mean yeah. those kind of things it's a great game overall but those kind of things but it has are, a pay gate. are the things that i hate yeah 
um, in games. That's why, I mean, with this game Anthem, I'm, I'm really iffy because mm. EA, you know. EA loves to do that. Yeah, like they, they love yet. to just... Anthem will be out next year. Next year? Yeah. I hear that's going to replace Destiny. It's Yeah, it's the you answer know. from EA to Activision on oh. Destiny. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, everybody is tight, but at the same time, everybody is worried because yeah. EA has been... You know, Battlefield 5, uh, 5 yeah. was... Uh, it wasn't that great. Yeah. That's su- uh, successful. Still have the microtransaction shit. Yeah. Um, then they had before the Battlefront 2. I was going to say Battlefront 2 with Star Wars. Or Star Wars, about. yeah. That was so crazy. What, what happened and, and, and I don't understand. I'm sorry. But I don't understand why they continue doing this. Like, they, they have enough data to say, hey... This is not what gamers want. Yeah. Yeah. This is I mean, Battlefront was a disaster. Battlefield has been you not know why? that great. They still make money. They still make money. Immortal, it's yeah, but it's yeah, about I guess, profit, yes. it's about yeah. shareholders, I it's guess, about yes. the bottom line. You know, <laughs> but I remember I this. remember uh, like in Battlefield but things are gonna be changing, I think then. Because no, I Battlefield agree. five, the the big disappointment in Battlefield uh, five now. Is that it didn't make that many sales. Right. It wasn't like Battle it wasn't like Battlefront 2. It kind of bought Star Wars that sold them like a million copies. Yeah, it sold a lot and then yeah. it was a disaster. And then right. you mm-hmm. got Fallout 76. Oh my god. <laughs> Were you the one telling me that? Because I went to GameStop, by the way. I just bought a PlayStation VR, which is gonna be our next episode, by the awesome. way. I bought a VR. Um but I wasn't standing in the line and uh, they had they had a lot of people there looking for Fallout 76. But not in the way that I thought they were. Well, let me tell you this. They were returning. So we can go back to our no, topic I... of esports. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you this. So we can go back to the topic. I went because my cousin in VR, he wanted Fallout 76. And even though he knows it's a crappy game, glitchy, not complete game, whatever. He wants it. I went to GameStop. And there weren't actually, uh, all the copies were sold out, new copies. All they had was used. Because <laughs> everybody was returning. Everybody was training in the, the, the copies. So, and they crazy. had a bunch. That's crazy. It's crazy. What about microtransactions in Overwatch? I, what do you think about that? I'm guilty. I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. In I bought all the Florida Mayhem shit. Like yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like for every character I have. And I and I usually just buy it because the seasons are not long enough. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, so like let's say for example the winter season right now is mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. but it skins like three thousand credits. Right. And you have to put in a lot of work, man. Like you know, yeah. I, I have to work forty hours a week. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't have the time. To put in the work to get all the skins, so usually. So I guess I that's my answer. Usually, to why they continue doing it? Because I usually, mean. what I do is okay. Uh, it's twenty five bucks, I think, for twenty boxes or something. Yeah. Like that. Or twenty bucks for twenty five bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like okay, I got twenty five chances to get something new. Now the game does a really good job at not giving you repeated things. Right. And if you do get repeated things, they give you points. You get gold. You get like gold, yeah. so you can actually buy things you don't have. But for the most part, I usually get for twenty dollars. I usually get twenty five boxes, and I get the skins that I want. Like yeah. Every every event. Blizzard and- has a good algorithm for it's called like the pity meter. 
Like if you haven't gotten something in a while, they you, you will get something. Like, yeah. And they they do it in Hearthstone too. When you start opening packs, yeah. Um, like if you open fifty packs and you've opened ten packs and you haven't gotten a legendary, there's a high, high, high chance that you will get a legendary in the next pack. And then once you've gotten one, it resets so that you go and then because it, it's random, you know. But it, it knows because there's I've opened fifty packs before and gotten six legendaries, yeah. and I've opened fifty packs before and gotten two. And I've written the emails like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And they're like, so sorry. You just had bad luck. Here, have a legendary on us. They've literally given me a legendary before because they're like, you had bad luck and here's a legendary. So they know. Like, they've, they, they, That's they scam. It it's it's it, kind it of really is. It, it really is. is. It is. It's the scanner box method. You're, you're, you're paying. It's the same thing as a slot machine. Like, I'm putting in money and hoping I'm going to win. Yeah. Hundred grand, you know. But you don't really need to do that. It's just you guys that you like to have those cosmetics, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't need like to 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 what Alan was saying earlier. We don't need the skins to to be better at the game. It doesn't um, help you in any way. It doesn't help you in any way. I mean, even if you're on a snow map and you want like a white widow, like great, you know, you're still not going to stand out because, um, I mean, the chances of you blending into the terrain are very slim. The slim. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So yeah. Now. Uh, uh, Going back to esports and all, all of this, um, what do you think? Uh, do you see the the game awards? No, actually, I didn't get to go. So I noticed that in the game awards, I don't know if it's this is the first year. Maybe I, I I might be wrong, but I feel I felt like esports was really big this yeah, year. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger. It's getting too. bigger, man. So it's what do you think? What's your opinion on on how? Because I mean, you've been you haven't been pro for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and now like. In the last three years, it's been like such a boom. We were talking about this before we walked in here because we're like, we both should have been born like now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was born too soon, man, yeah. because I, I wish I would have had the opportunity that, that a lot of kids have nowadays. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's insane, you know, with the Twitch and the streaming, you have a lot of ways. Do you stream? No, but oh. I want to. I'm looking I'm looking towards the streaming. Awesome. Um, there's a lot of ways. Well, No Name Games is going to sponsor your stream. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, man. You let me know. I'll come in here and do some streams, and I'm pretty entertaining. I think, I think so. I think I'm pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a Cowboy Bebop shirt on. That's entertaining oh, yes. already enough. Oh, so, I mean, <laughs> artists are going to love yes. that. Um, but I think a lot, they, a lot of people have the opportunity to make a living off it, man. Like Ninja. Look at Ninja playing yeah. with Drake, getting 500,000 viewers one night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just depends on how you dedicate yourself and... and apply to the things we talked about on this podcast which is dedication you know learning from your mistakes um always trying to get better not mm -hmm. not just repeating things over and over again you you want to learn from your mistakes analyze your your gameplay and i think it's a good time for esports and it's heading into a crazy direction mm -hmm. it's i see it now on espn i saw the overwatch finals on espn yeah, overwatch oh really on espn, ESPN. ESPN. that's yeah. awesome yeah, that yes. was cool. i didn't know about that yeah and yes. the overwatch stage is so cool and it, I always it, like, say so this. dude it is like it, it reminds me when i was a kid watching like the running man with like arnold schwarzenegger or, or like you know all these futuristic movies about like these contests that they were having like we're living in that day, yeah. you know. So and it's really, really, it's a really cool time to be alive. So, so, uh, do you have uh, kids? Are you married? No, no, I don't have no. any kids. No. Okay, so, but hypothetically speaking, you have a kid, mm -hmm. and the kid. Well, you have a kid. Yeah, I, could, I don't have to speak in hypotheticals. Yeah. I can yeah, tell you exactly how it is. So let's say um, your kid is it, interested in, in gaming as you are yeah. and then he's interested in all this leagues and mm -hmm. being a professional athlete mm -hmm. 
right uh, in, in in gaming what would you just push him to do it or oh, would yeah. you have some i would because you have your negative experience too i do too i would i would talk to him about well what i would tell him is this you it's great to be able to do what you love and make money from it you know, because I think that's everybody's dream. Yeah, you know, yeah, is, is to combine your yeah. passion with like us here. With exactly, this is why we're doing this because we're getting so much money to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but but the truth is, um, I, if my son said to me, you know what, Dad, I want to go to college on a scholarship to play X game, I would be like, great. Um, yeah. I'm glad that you have a goal. Like, I think that's great that you want to do yeah. something. Let's talk about how to get you there. Let's talk about, you know, some of the things that you might see, some pitfalls, you know, it, regardless of what you want to do in life, if you want to take something to the next level, like I said, you can apply so many things to that, uh, the, the type of training you're going to need, um, the, the type of relationships that you're going to build, yeah. you know, what to watch out for, um, how to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all those things that matter to somebody when they're trying to embark on this mission. And I think today uh, is one of the best days um, to be alive because I was telling Digger the other day, uh, and, and you may not know this, but... I'm Fcos. Fcos, sorry. <laughs> Digger is his real name. Um, the state of Alabama has decided that they are going to start giving scholarships to student athletes for video games. Yeah. I saw um, something like that in Arizona too. Yeah. Where they, it's just, you get a scholarship and they have like, uh, you know, just like your chess club or like yeah. um, the swimming team. Or they have teams for video games for scholarships. That's huge. That's so good. That's so huge. And so yeah, if my son can get money for playing a game to yeah. go to school, sign me up too. I'll go back well, to school. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> money. <laughs> yes. Money you like, to Dad, put it. the controller down. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I'll be like, come on, Shani. No, my, my, my main thing is that, and I was talking with this uh, about this with, with Ivan the mm -hmm. other day. Uh, Ivan is my boss here mm -hmm. at, at my job. So I was talking to him. It's like, we're done. I mean, we are dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And we kind of tend to try to um, raise our kids how we were raised. Yeah. I mean, yes, the values are one thing, mm -hmm. but... This whole thing of, you know, I didn't, I grew up, you know, playing basketball. Right, me too. And Baseball. you are playing video games. That's not right. Yeah. You know, everything at, at an extreme is bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say that. Yeah. But, I think it's a, it's a I balance. Mean, but we're dinosaurs now. We shouldn't be blocking kids now. No. Because we didn't have that before. Right. Uh, or we weren't raised with that. Not, you know. Um, well, I had I was well, kind of I was kind of like on video games since I was like a little kid. Oh so yeah, I was. But now it's a different thing. But, but, now but it's online. Totally now, now it's competitive. Yeah. Now is that's why you know, Alan, you may not know this, but my, like my one of the first things that I connected with uh, with Efcosan was I wanted to put a team together here in Miami, mm -hmm. just to just a team that could play all kinds of games, not just like Overwatch or Halo, yeah. but like not, and, and a team that could train other people as well. Mm -hmm. Like, could you imagine like a Hispanic gaming school? Like, I think oh, that to dope. me would be yeah. amazing or maybe not even Hispanic, like just a gaming school, yeah. you know, um, where, you know, you kind of say, even though I don't believe you, I still think that there's a lot of gaming left in you professionally if you wanted <laughs> to do it. But yeah. if, if you wanted to coach somebody, Oh, who who else would be the best yeah, coach than somebody coaching. that I just finished, yeah, I you know, uh, playing yeah. uh, Halo at a high level? Let's do that. At a high level. You know, so, 
that's what we want to do. We want to we want to bring people into this. No Please. name, no name school of gaming. And the reason it's no name games is because um, if you look at the list of any tournament over time, there's always going to be a team there called no name. Oh really? Always. There's always a team that competes that doesn't have a name. That's us. That's us. You know, funny story. Um, that's what I would do when I would lose my matches at the tournaments. Because every team, you're allowed to have a coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though I was a player and I wasn't technically supposed to be coaching, mm-hmm. I would just sneak in and like mm-hmm. get a coach's wristband and like coach nice. whatever team. Or I had a lot of buddies that if I get eliminated, I would go coach their team. And man, I, I love it. It's it's so much fun. It's yeah. because you it, it's different. It's you see everyone doing you know you just coach them i don't know how to explain it just like the nba you see formations in the nfl you tell them okay next time do this because i already noticed that the other guy keeps going here right so you need to stop him from going here and hold this spot down you guys got this you know or even timing the rockets because remember you're playing the game and you lose track of time Mm -hmm. and like rockets or sniper sword in halo at least they fall at a certain time so Mm -hmm. i would manage the clock for them yeah so they just focus at what's going on, on the screen don't worry about the clock yeah. so i'll tell them 30 seconds the sniper's coming out so everybody knows hey in 30 seconds you're gonna get a, a huge battle weapon yeah. that's about to happen for the sniper and we all have to be there you're not have to be in the corner you know yeah. in shit not yeah. helping out your team we all have to be yeah. here and you know and that's you. a victory right like like once your team gets the sniper rifle and you guys can back up and, and exactly like hold that's a position with yeah. the sniper rifle or even like, the overshield the overshield, or the, overshield. the camel oh exactly God. setting the up camel. the camel that was so huge. So tell me, hey guys, camel in 30 seconds. I love that. I love that. But what the, but the best is the banana peeler. Because there was a map on Halo 1 that we would we would set up a custom map. It's called the Chirone. Okay? And the Chirone, okay, is just a bunch of fucking portals, right? That lead yeah. nowhere. They lead to each other, right? So we would just sit in front of the portal with the fucking just banana waiting. peeler, waiting for our friends to come through. You were killed by Donkey Day. <laughs> You were killed by Chancleta, you know? And, I mean, it was not fun. It was just like, I mean, but, um, but yeah, those were the good old days. So, yeah, so if you're interested in coaching, I think that would be... Oh, really yeah. Cool. I have a, I have a question for you, too. Yeah. So you as a gamer and coach, like mm-hmm. an athlete and coach, and you as a parent, what would be the advice for, you know, kids that are interested in being eSport athletes? You as a gamer, as mm-hmm. a esport athlete i want to say and you as a parent because there's those two two sides different dynamics so you first alan uh as the biggest part and i didn't do this is just make sure you balance balance your life balance make sure you get exercise make sure you eat healthy because I, i didn't do those things and i actually really lost myself like i gained a lot of weight i didn't feel healthy and actually surprisingly the good gamers are usually in shape Mm-hmm. You know, it really, when you run, it really just makes you feel better. You operate better. Maybe pick up like a hobby, like a guitar. You know, I played guitar and I felt like the, I was the best gamer when I would play guitar because I would always be using my fingers yeah. and it would translate to the controller, you know? <laughs> so the biggest part is just um, don't try and get sucked in too much into it. Always make time for your friends and family, mm-hmm. which I did. And, you know, I learned that the hard way and I made those adjustments in the future, but I wish somebody would have told me this. Yeah. Like, hey, don't let this completely take over your life at some point. Yeah, you do need to put in X amount of hours and X amount of dedication into it. You just don't game 20 hours a day and only sleep four hours. Like, it's really not healthy for you. Yeah, yeah. you might be the best gamer in the world, but your body but can you're killing yourself. handle so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 
I did that to myself, you know, and luckily I was able to get out of it and I built good habits and I got rid of those old habits, but balance, balance is key and, and balance will make you a, a lot better gamer than you really think. That's really good advice. Mm -hmm. Excellent advice. Mm -hmm. Um, well, just to piggyback on that advice, we had a we had a show about um, food in games. Oh yeah. And our advice to gamers was to to have a balanced diet. Like because us, like we're having pizza. We're having pizza. Right now. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's on cheat it. day. It's cheat day. <laughs> but uh, but that's so true. I mean, uh, and as a parent, I would also say that to my to my kid. I would say, look, you're gonna play this game for for an extended amount of time. You can do it now that you're young, okay? But don't, but don't let your, don't let, don't let yourself go. You know, don't let yourself go. Keep yourself up physically uh, and health-wise. And this is something that I mentioned in a previous podcast before, and you guys may know this already um, as gamers. But I use the example of Magnus Carlsen. Magnus Carlsen is the top chess player in the world, and he says that the, the most important part of his training is playing soccer. So he goes out and plays soccer and runs miles and miles and miles and expends all this energy but it helps him stay physically fit because he has to sit at a table for 12 hours against you know uh, Hideko um, whatever the American uh, chess player's name is um, and, and battle him for 12 hours and if you don't have your body in good physical shape your brain starts to break down like your mental state starts to degenerate so you have to have that physical um, ability Be before Magnus Carlsen which I didn't mention before was the number one chess champion of the United States. His name was Bobby Fischer, okay? Mm -hmm. And Bobby Fischer was trained by Olympic boxers. Oh, wow. He would do, he had an entire workout regimen where he would, they would make him swim, you know, 50 laps. He would have to, he would have to float himself to the bottom of the pool and hold his breath. Like the guy was like in peak physical shape so when he was going into these tournaments and everyone else was just playing chess while he was playing chess, of course, practicing chess, but also training. being in shape physically, mm -hmm. training. Um, so I would just, I would echo that advice. I would say it's all about a balance. Yeah. You know, you may think that putting 20 hours into the game and sleeping four is good. And yeah, sometimes you will have a night or a few nights where you, you, you have to do it because you know, you're in the zone. But remember that it's just gonna catch up to you. And that day that you have to have that tournament where you didn't get sleep or you partied, you know, the night before and it caught up to you, it, you're gonna see the results in, in, in your gameplay. And what would you say to parents? Because to parents nowadays, this yeah. might be very weird that their yeah. kids are interested yeah. in being uh, esport athletes. Yeah, a lot of parents are against this, and I understand yeah. why. Um, and, and what I hear from parents that are against it is that um, that their kids are not socializing. Yeah. So let me tell them right there that they're wrong. Like it's one of the most social things that you can do mm -hmm. because you're actually playing with thousands and thousands people. of people, yeah. and you're talking. So you're not. It's not not social. It is hyper social. Because yeah. it is the bombardment of thousands of people. Yeah. Versus, but it's not personal. But it's I not think personal. That's the, the issue. Yeah, sure. Not face to face, we're looking at each other and talking. But and you right. can still create a bond with people. Yeah, like of course. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. Alan has. I do. Like I, I have. I mean, it was it was weird. I'm not weird, but yeah. it was surprising to me because from my perspective, me being a lame gamer and not an athlete at all, <laughs> I would I would if I had that opportunity or that interest in the past. I would have called my buddies, like I would have yeah. called my cousin and my best friend and I would just tell them, hey, get this game, let's get on it. But this guy, he, I mean, Alan met everybody online. Yeah. And now they're like very good friends. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with my WoW Guild. Like I met them playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. We met in Anaheim at BlizzCon and we hung out at BlizzCon and we became really great That's friends really to cool. this day. 
you know, so it's very social. That, and that's so it's very social in that way. Yeah, is it your? Are you playing basketball with your neighbor? Maybe not, but maybe your neighbor's a dick. So who cares? Yeah. Like you know, it, it's not about like forcing these relationships to happen. It's about understanding that people today form relationships and bonds through a lot of different mediums, and not just through personal physical contact. Granted, there is something to be said about it, you know. And I'm not saying that that's not the best way. That's how I met. I met all my friends and girlfriends in the mo for the most part was going to school and talking to them and hanging out at night and, and meeting people. But today things are different. So what I would say to parents is this, just monitor your children's time. Yeah. Like they're your kids. You have control over what they do. Exactly. If you feel like your kid's playing too many video games, you can tell him, hey, you're not an adult yet. If you wanna play games 12 hours a day, you're gonna have to get a job. So go ahead and get a job and then you can do whatever you want. And then when you start paying rent under this roof that I pay for, you can do whatever you want. You paying rent here? This is your room, go for it. That's what I would say. Add some personal responsibility to it so that they understand that the reward is playing the game, right? And that they have to have that responsibility as opposed to just the free for all that most kids have, which is just, I'm just gonna play games so my parents tell me to stop. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, it bothers me when it's about parents, parents. Yeah, it bothers me when parents are like, "Oh, this kid, uh, it's playing like bloody games or violent games." Yeah, you got right. the game for him. Right, you bought it. You, <laughs> you bought, bought that game for him, him. or you gave him the money to buy it. Yeah, it's know? not like he. Yeah, he's not independent. He's a kid. Right. And the other thing is like, sit down with your kid and and talk to him and ask him, "Why are you playing? What yeah. is this? Why, why are you doing why is this? it good? Why is it bad?" I mean, yeah, and and, and I've seen like in front of me that when you actually interact with the kids they're like and on the screen and you actually talk to them mm -hmm. i mean they open up and they start you know yeah socializing with yeah you, if you will and one, one of the things that i would like to add to the the parents part of it portion of it is so you asked me if i had kids right technically i don't have kids but um i'm dating my girl and she has two kids. Oh, okay. She doesn't let them, um, they don't play shooting games. They play mm -hmm. uh, Marvel versus Capcom. So mm -hmm. it's like a fighting game, that's, right? That's... So one of the biggest things that I would tell um, parents is just support your kid. If, if you really see he's very passionate about it, support him. You know, go to the tournaments with him. Don't just drop him off. Like, yeah. stay there. Yeah, right? Support him. Because Share I really this wish, with your kid. There were that's many right. times where I did really good. Really wish my parents were there to see me exactly. and be proud of me. I have trophies. I have yeah. trophies at home for Halo, for like all Halo tournaments. And I really wish I was there to share that moment with my parents. And they weren't there because they were against it. Yeah. You know, yeah. my mom would be like, oh, you're wasting your time. And let's have a chat with Dino Vicio. Yes. Yeah, bro, she would. It would be like, <laughs> we said all these things before. It's it would hilarious. be 11 o'clock at night and she'd like unplug the modem. Oh. Or like in the middle of like, oh my God, I'm playing the best team in the world right yeah. now. And yeah. she just did that. There's no way. Oh. How do I explain this to my teammates? Oh, yeah. And I've like almost gotten dropped from teams because yeah. of it. But mm -hmm. just understand at what level your kids are playing. Is yeah. it recreational? Is it professional? And and pretty much just support them. Go to the tournaments with them. Share those moments with them because it's going to mean a lot to them, man. Yeah. When they get that win, they're going to look for you in the crowd. You know yeah. and, and I saw a lot, of, a lot of the pro players like Ninja and people that are really up there. Their parents were there yeah. to share their success with them. And I really think that's a very important part of, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm playing here and my mom's in the crowd and I'm going to win this for my mom. You know, yeah. Yeah. really for yourself. But you just, it's motivational. You yeah. know, if you have the support, it makes a world of difference. And it makes a world I of difference. I think, yeah. so. You know what's the problem, though, for us as Hispanics? Like, 
even more so, I think that Hispanic parents, and we've said this before, yeah, they're they're, they're very jaded when it comes to mm-hmm. video games and just technology in general. Like um, my mom didn't understand the concept behind World of Warcraft. I tried explaining it to yeah. her a hundred times, and my mom's a very smart woman. It's just that she didn't understand why I was spending so much time yeah. playing it, and I'm like, well, because it's a team thing, and I'm. I'm organizing 40 players to, 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 to do this objective. It didn't matter to her. Yeah. All she saw was that I was just spending an inordinate amount of playing time wasting my time playing video games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if, if my mom would have said at one point, you know, I want to support you in this, it would have changed my trajectory probably completely. Yeah. 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 Well, I never, I never had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom, I, I'm not going to say that my mom understood video games. Uh, not at all. It was the same case. She yeah. was, she thought I was wasting my time, that I was being stupid. Yeah. But I never was like that That much of a hardcore game. I mean, I, I always liked playing games. Uh, but by the time I was 12, my mom told me that I was too old for video games. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> when you were actually at the perfect age exactly. to start playing. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah. And then when I had a, a, a when I had my PC, she was like she thought it was I was just wasting my time, but I was never that uh, hardcore. I I would I, I've been always like a very casual yeah. player and uh, never spent like more than 2-3 hours. Actually, when I was like 15, I decided to delete all my games from the PC and just Blast focus on, on yeah. Just focus on programming. I, I, I used well, I to guess do that was a good, a good thing to do. So I was never that. I mean, I always liked it. I always loved it. Yeah. Even more after I did my computer animation degree, which was when my mom kind of understood more of that. Yeah. Um, and she completely supported me in coming to the U.S. and do a computer animation degree. But she, I, I, I have to say, she saw it more as you know because she was watching the Pixar movies, right? Yeah. And she was watching this animation. By then, it was a little it's bit a more different prevalent. perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, but now I think my 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 mom and my family in general they understand more mm-hmm. the the thing the passion for games because they saw I did a degree. Uh, they, I mean, right. you know, it's it's a different perspective. But I never went through the hardcore gaming thing and having a reaction towards yeah, that. No, I, was never I definitely got the backlash kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, with that, I think we're going to we're gonna wrap it up today. So, um, again, we just wanted to thank Zambler slash Alan for <laughs> being so here much. today. Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you yeah. uh, and learning from you. We're definitely going to try out all those tips. Want to have you back here again with some of your some of your boys? Maybe we can do a, a, a live stream and, yeah. and, and and broadcast it. That would be really cool. Um, but uh, but that's gonna be it for us. So I'm Manny Fresh, and this is F Coast. Peace out. Peace out. See you guys. <laughs>